Official Happy New Year greeting. You're from too late. Me. It's <laughs> Stephanie Stash, Stephanie Hansen here with Stephanie March. Didn't you? Uh, didn't you see that whole rave about like you only have one week and then it's you exactly have to stop talking about it? That's exactly why I'm doing it, it. Okay. because I have not had a chance to no. tell our favorite people, the Dishers, the, the dishers. weekly Dishers, oh, yeah, Happy New Year on the Facebook. Because you know, I you, you know took off, <laughs> and I am a total New Year person too. Like I know. I have the goals. I have the resolutions. I have the word. Do you want to know what my word is for this so year? So desperately, I want to know your word. <laughs> so desperately. Well, it's actually three words. Okay. It's um, touch it once. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, Stephanie. Touch it once. Your response is funny. Oh, my God. Um, so personally and professionally. Okay. Like personally it has to do with like don't belabor something like deal with it when it happens and move it along don't fester oh like set it down yeah and like just if you need to have a moment with it have a moment with it but then be done and let it go okay and then personally or professionally or uh, personally like cluttery like i tend to like move things from one pile to the next pile or like an email i think like oh i'm gonna get back to this and I just leave it in my inbox. I'm just being way more intentional about like, give it the moment that, and then ask yourself, are you really going to come back to this? Or do you really need to hold on to this recipe or this piece of paper or this sock? Cause you might find the other sock. Yep. I got rid of like, I, while being sick throughout the entire holidays, when I had any energy, what I did was declutter. Cause I just was so over the holiday myself, the sickness, so I got rid of like 10 bags of stuff. Great. I'm getting a new closet in February with the closet factory. So. I know. I feel like we've been, you've been like, I know it's coming. It's it. coming. We're warming up to it. So just <clears throat> touch it once. Okay. And it's been like, I lay in bed and like, think, are you going back to something that you've already touched? Like you don't need to. Oh, it's been helpful. Okay. How about you? Are you Good. doing resolutions or words? Well, you know, I don't do, I don't really do, I don't do resolutions, um, but I do think about and I did I did this you know set the intention on the solstice yep of the new year which is just stop doing the same that's not serving you <gasps> Boop. don't so stop Sorry. doing the same stuff that's not serving you <laughs> and there is something about putting things down and letting them go and like what you're saying but also like not just like if like you're in a moment but like definitely move move along you know and um I don't know. I just think there's a lot of things that we get stuck in ruts with. Yes. So I guess this is almost, this is a lot of the same thing. It's, yeah, you're yeah. calling it a different thing. But, and also I think like it, uh, holidays, we were just talking about holidays are times of like traditions and you do the same things and you bring out the same dishware and for whatever reason. And I know it was because I was sick and I just was like wanting to get through it. It just felt kind of 
same and sad and lonely and like, is this it? Like, I was just kind of wow. in bad space. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, there's something about, you know, coming through on the other side of it. And now it's kind of your turn to let the other people take over, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you need to think about that. I know, except one of my sisters is uh, having a separation in her marriage. So she's sort of like, clear the decks! Like, she's yeah. so going to the other side. You know yeah. how you do that? Yeah. Which is funny, too. And, but, I mean, like, maybe this is the time where Ellie takes over. Oh, it is You know what I mean? Like, maybe that moves on to, instead of you having to orchestrate everything, maybe the adults, maybe we let the young adults take over. It is a possibility. Uh-huh. Um, are you, as we move into the, like, you know, normally also, I'm like the cliche of the two of us, because I'm always the one who's like, okay, now I'm doing dry January, and I'm eating cabbage soup, and I'm going to lose 10 pounds, Yeah, and promptly came back, got a pickleball injury the day I came back from vacation, Yeah, and so now I'm like, oh, this is great, my one form of exercise that I really enjoy, I can't do for probably eight weeks. Well, yeah, maybe that's also a slowdown moment. Maybe, yes. maybe you're, maybe this is the message from the universe. What was not serving you with the holidays and everything else was sort of you got forced to kind of reconsider because of illness and everything else. And now instead of this whole. You have to reinvent yourself right away. Maybe that was also slowed down a little bit from the universe. Gosh, I think you might be right. You know what I'm saying? I just think that there's, I, I was telling people, I said on the show last week that I'm not talking about salads. I'm not like, so don't do a segment because I won't talk about them. (laughs) What about winter salads though? They're so good. No, I know. I'm eating salads and I'm not saying that. I'm just. Winter salads are so refreshing and different. They're all, they're all refreshing. They're all lovely every year. All salads are great. I just. As a mantra and as a thing of platforming them as a thing you should be doing, that's what I don't want to okay, do. Okay, we're not going to call them girl salads. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing any of that. But the whole girlification of the whole thing this year, that was an interesting article in The Cut, if you ever want to read that, about how everything, like, it was the year of the girl, but is that really a good thing for women, you know? Mm, the probably question. not. Well, and just even the idea of maybe moving things, you know, centering women and giving yourself a little bit of grace to be a girl is wonderful. It's just that when it gets turned into a marketing ploy and then all of a sudden you're kept in this sort of state, you're like categorized and boxed in. That's the problem. Yeah. But of course, that's not your choice. That's the wheel. And the marketing <laughs> wheel. Yes. I am. I mean, if you're at all on social media, you're getting inundated with new you, new year. Like, and I did say, find something that probably just hit me where I'm at, where it was like, okay. Yeah, new you, new year. All right, great. If you're making like intentions and designing your life moving forward, like let's, oops, that's fine. Well, who but doesn't also, have a reset? Like, what did you like? Take a minute to embrace the year you had. Yeah. Like, I probably personally and you professionally had, had one of the best years of my life. Yeah. And to just like be like, new you, new, new, new. Yeah. But was feeling so much pressure because I was laid up in bed. Yeah. I was sick. I sprained my ankle. I can't do anything. So I was like, you know, maybe this is the moment to like just reflect on and be okay that like I've done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So I kind of went there for a Good. day or two. Some gratitude? What do you know some about time that? There. Oh, and a Chef AZ, I had a gratitude. He, he, I listened to, or I get his Substack, his uh, paid subscriber newsletter, and I enjoy it. I do. I enjoy it. And one of the things he had at the new year was like 74 of his mantras that he wrote down for his kid. And a lot of it was advice and things I've heard from other people, and it was sort of called in one. But he had a really um, inf- 
insightful way of like journaling every day, which I am not a journaler, but I always aspire to be a journaler. And just like, you know, think about this from yesterday. Think about this for tomorrow. Think about this today. I'll actually post it on Weekly Dish. I'll find it so that you can see it if you're a journaler or you want someone that it was kind of gratitude prompts, but not that obvious. Yeah, I'm a journaler, but I don't I don't need prompts. I just, you know, it's like kind of but I mean, I'm a writer. So do you do it every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In a notebook. Yeah. And do you look back on your notebooks? Sometimes. Are they like sometimes long and sometimes short? Yep. And there's sometimes there's like whole months, you know, that I don't do it or whatever. But I, you know, like I may take a break. But yeah, no, I have them. Yeah. From and I have and I sometimes do. I recognize a very significant thing like last year. Obviously, at this time was when I was finding out about my mom. Correct. And so I <laughs> correct. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> correct. That's so Canadian too. That was the weirdest response. <laughs> my sister in law. You are correct. Always Thank says, you. Whenever you say something, instead of saying yes, she says correct. You say it a lot. It's probably because I speak with I my know. Canadians. Anyway, it's funny. Uh, but anyway, the idea that I so then I started a new book when when we got her leukemia diagnosis and we started a new book. And I just pulled a whole new fresh notebook and I wrote in that until she left. And that was that. And then I stopped. And then I put that one on the shelf. So Yeah, she deserves her own book. Yeah, she she got her own book. So but that's you know, I do think that like for people who need I think for the most part, like it can go in cycles of like you're either a journal you don't have to be a journaler or not a journaler, but you could start any time. That's the beauty of it. And sometimes it's just complete and utter just screaming into the page and sometimes it's like okay this is the order of the day this is what going forward or looking back that's the beauty of it for me that's what i love and how many journals i buy going this is the best this is gonna be the journal that changes that puts me on the yeah as i was recycling all my things i had like 17 half written notebooks of things but they were like 2015. I know. This new fresh notebook. And I then all my goals and everything. And then right at the beginning, right? Five yeah. pages and nothing. This is the book. I still couldn't part with them. Yeah, I, I was like, someday Ellie will find these and be like, oh my gosh, look oh, yeah. at my mom's goal in 2015. That's yeah. funny. I told you that when I cleared out my mom's and she had a bunch of those, I was like, I feel very seen. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. We are all in that same boat. Oh, well, I missed you, friend. It's well, good to be back. Uh, we have Stephen Hesse, who's going to be our guest uh, coming up. And we are going to talk about what he's doing with Lucky 13s and Pajarito and the Mudroom. And there's a giant tray of sushi in the studio. I'm just going to say that. We're having sushi for breakfast. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We'll be right back. The YMCA presents Unrealistic Resolutions. This year, I'm going to eat nothing but kale. Ah, the kale sandwich. Between two slices of kale and a side of kale washed down with a kale smoothie? That's not going to work. Why not join the Y and try a steady approach to your wellness, starting with a free fitness assessment and $0 enrollment through January to help you kale your goals realistically. Did you just make a kale pun? Kale, yeah, I did. Join now at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are here with our friend Stephen Hesse. And Stephen, you have had a huge couple of years. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. How many restaurants do you have now? We have 14 total now. Okay, and so so let's just go through the list. You've got Pajarito. Yep, we have two of those. We have uh, Lucky 13s. We have Me and Julio's, Yankee Tavern, and The Clover. Where is me and Julio's? Uh, there's one in Madison and one in Hastings. Okay, so you're expanding like out of the Twin Cities, yeah, too. Yeah, we actually are currently working on Florida right now. That's we so have exciting. a Cape Coral location we bought a couple years ago that we've been kind of waiting 
uh, to do stuff on. We just got final approval for all the building permits and everything. So we're going to start hopefully here pretty soon and open down there in the next six, eight months, depending depending on how everything goes. but So you bought in to a collection of restaurants? Is that what happened? Yeah, so originally Charlie was our our investor and partner in Pajarito, yeah. and then he had sold the company um, before COVID, and then during COVID that company came back and didn't want the company anymore, and Charlie <laughs> came to me and Tig and said, hey, I got an idea, and you know my wife had been with Lucky since day one uh, uh, working with the company, and, and Charlie was a great partner with Pajarito, and he brought this to Tig and I, and the three of us sat down and worked it out and we took it back over from the company he had sold it to and now we're just kind of going and lucky 13 like in mendota was the original I that's think, the original location. one yep it's yep. an institution of yeah. like saint paul people yep. it was like pre-champs i guess yeah, like yeah. it has that <laughs> yeah. same kind of or post-champs yeah, but it it has post-champs, that vibe. post-champs i was post-champs. gonna say we can't we can't yeah. do that but nonetheless post-champs. it was a reinvention of it i think yep. what champs built as far as being like this community neighborhood sports bar tavern thing, yep. then you know i mean everybody kind of went after that remember poor richards or something oh, yeah. like that yeah, yeah. and there was all these Ugh. different in- iterations yeah. but i do think lucky 13 and charlie are i mean like, they get hospitality yeah they, i mean they did the axles the bonfires you know he was sold those of course and then started the luckies and kept those and you know my like i said my wife's been there since day one and and when i brought it to her her immediate reaction was okay yep let's do it right now yeah oh, I you love know, it wasn't even a conversation it was me <laughs> wow. going hey do you think we should yeah. and she's like there's no thinking yes there's we're doing no this yes it i've is. been here since day one and i know what this place can do and, and can do and has done and uh, she has passion for it and we do and that's kind of how it went and now so there's there. a giant sushi tray that yeah. you brought us <laughs> yes. how does sushi dovetail <laughs> does into lucky's well you know we took it over and Lucky's is always known for their nice cold weather comfort food yeah. and everything. And, you know, getting into the new year and you know, I have a background in sushi, which is, you guys both know with Masu with and stuff Masu, like that. And yeah. I, Which we, I had forgotten about. Yeah. So when yeah. um, we were talking about this segment, like, well, you know, Stephen was, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, Masu. Yeah. Loved four, what you did at Masu. four years there. Yeah. So, um, you know, we just kind of wanted to just kind of bring something a little bit lighter in, maybe bring in, you know, the thing is with sushi is it's, it's, it's light. It's different. It's you know. It's not really necessarily a winter food, um, but if you look around town, there's so many sushi places around. And I thought, well, if we can maybe still have the heavy comfort food, and we have salads, and we have pastas, and then you have just a little bit of different sushi, it might draw in another crowd, maybe, or even yeah. in the new year where people might be looking at more of. You know, they know us for our heavy, big plates. You know, maybe this will bring somebody in that maybe normally wouldn't come in. I am literally eating more sushi than salads. That's the funny part is I just talked about how I'm not talking about salads as like, everyone should be eating salads. But I find myself like when I go grocery shopping, I just pick up a little like of the sushi snack for, you know, and that may be like one of my daughters is 11 and she has probably two sushi rolls a week, one for school and one for like an in-between dance thing. Yeah. And she loves it. It's a quick little thing. And she's 11. You know, and Eating sushi. I could never imagine being 11 years old and wanting to eat sushi when My I was a kid. My kid loves like, it, too. Yeah. I love but it. she's older, but she still loves it. Yeah. I think, too, we're, we're really obsessed as a culture right now with protein. Yeah. And yeah. what better, fast, quick way to get some protein, protein. than to yeah. just eat some sushi. So that's where Perfect. it came up. And we're just, we ran, we're running for the winter. And if it's and if it, it picks up and it's good and we feel it fits well, then we'll maybe expand it a little bit or keep it. You know, we're just kind of running it to try something different and maybe mix it up a little bit, you know. And you're adding comedy to the mudroom. And I've never been to the mudroom. I the don't mud even know. The mudroom is awesome. It where opened, is it? it's in the basement in Mendota. 
So it's a speakeasy. Oh. It has its own little entrance. It looks I've like uh, the, about that. it looks like the 1920s. It's got the red velvet booths and leather chairs. So it's in the basement of Lucky's. In the basement of Lucky's. Yep. Okay, got so it. So you can take the you can come in through Lucky's and go down through the elevator or down the back staircase or outside on the I think it's the west side. Uh, no, the east side of the building. There's a little door that goes right down there. And Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, we do live music. Um, you know, bluesy, jazzy, kind of depends. There's a different menu down there. We do a bunch of different small plates um, and a different cocktail, more craft cocktail menus down there. Uh, sushi's not available down there. We're trying to figure out how we could do that, but it, the computer systems are weird. <laughs> so it's hard to, it's to work like them together. It's a perfect spot, like kind of for a date. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, now we're bringing in, we brought in about a month ago uh, comedy on Wednesday nights. So we have some local and national talent. It's not an open mic thing. It's actually like oh. we have... Wednesday? Nights? Wednesday nights okay. now. Yep, opens at five. It's a ten dollar cover, and you don't have to. There's nothing. It's kind of come in first come first serve, and it's been going pretty decent. You know, I mean, we've had some. You know, the day before the holidays are always usually crazy busy. Yeah, because nobody's working. Yeah, on a Wednesday night, it's hard to kind of get out. But you know, it's done usually by nine nine thirty, and it's kind of cool. I mean, it's only about ninety seats down there. It's a small, quaint, lower ceilings, kind of dark. I'm and excited about it's it. It's kind of perfect, and people pack it. Like last night, we had. Um, Oh gosh, now I can't remember the the a really funny the young comedian. Name. No, last night was music. Oh, it was Thursday okay. and or Friday, and it was packed. I mean, wall to wall people, they just love it. Um, it's it's something. That's to do. one of my resolutions is to do more music, comedy, yeah. live theater yeah. things. And it's all. I mean, we have the list on our website for the mudroom. It's our own little thing. Um, we have everything up for the next month that's coming up for all the music and comedians and stuff. And it's fun. It's cool down there. If you've never been, it's super, super cool. It's like you're, it's a speaking, nobody knows. I mean, yeah, people are right? still like, what are the mudroom? What? And yeah, we even have a website for it now because we're trying to promote it a little bit. And people are still like, what? Yeah. What is the mudroom? Yeah, and but it's I, super cool. As many times as I've been at Lucky's and never been to the mudroom. Right. Yeah. Cause that's we used, that was like yeah. our Sunday spot. I also think it's interesting. Um, I want to just Pajarito is still so great. So Thank kicking you. it. Thank we you. go to the Adina location now because we live closer. But the other day I was somewhere and someone wanted a recommendation of where to eat. I sent her and her friends to Pajarito St. Paul. They'd never been there, never heard of it. That's good. That's great. They I like had, not that they haven't, but I love that we're still getting new people. Oh, oh yeah. And she yeah, sent exactly. me a text. Yep, yep, absolutely. Like right. or a Facebook message afterwards. Like, yep. we took your suggestion. Here's what we went. Here's what we ordered. It was so good. Our service was great. I love the spicy margarita. Good. Like it just gave me a thrill that even after all this time, you can still introduce people to new things. Yeah, yeah. 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 Last night, funny story. Last night I went to a restaurant um in Wisconsin. Uh, oh, like yeah. a little spot in Prescott. And we'd been going there for years. It's a nice little cute spot. And uh, the lady, the lady that owns it, is awesome. And we've talked. She didn't know I owned restaurants or did anything. And we were talking on the way out. Uh, kids were using the restroom, and she said, she said something about the bear, the yeah. TV show. And yeah. I said, oh my god, did you watch? She goes, yeah. I go, it gave me anxiety. And she's like, yeah, you're telling me. And I go, yeah, I own some restaurants too. She goes, get out of here. What ones? And I told her pottery. She goes, I know, I sold your Brussels sprout recipe. <laughs> And I go, I know you did. It's been on for like three years. And she goes, why didn't you say anything? I'm like, I don't go into restaurants and go, hey, guess what? You yes, stole my you know, but It was super recipe. funny because, I mean, we've seen her yeah. at least once a month for the last three and years. And she had no idea. Zero oh, percent. I'm was sure super I've cute. stole it and made it at home. Yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't and you? And I said, well, you didn't fantastic. really steal it because it's not exactly the same. But it was they're pretty good. And she started laughing. But it was funny. Just out of that, it's just random, random. out of the blue that I would never know in Prescott. Yeah, this, Prescott. And they said, we go there like once a week. Oh, that's funny. get out of here. That's Sweet potato season too. Uh, it is sweet potato season. <laughs> Where you put them in the coals <laughs> and you blacken them, yeah. Yeah. and oh, oh so good. I know. What's okay? What's what do you see as far? So now you have a lot of 
restaurants around yeah. and everything else. Yep. Can you tell us what do you see as like a trend for 2024 that you're looking towards? You know, I've been, it's, it's funny. You read a lot of articles, a lot of things, and everybody's kind of got their own. It's all over the place. Yeah. You know, you have things getting into, like you said, more protein style, mm-hmm. healthier. I mean, every year you get into January and February and everybody's talking about healthy, 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 healthy. Yeah. And then it comes into like March and everybody's like, oh, burger, awesome, burger, burger, burger barbecue. <laughs> so it's hard. You know, we just kind of, we try to stay, we change the menu at Pajarito and all the stores at least two, sometimes three times a year. And we just start, you know, Ty and I and Charlie and Doug, our corporate chef and our operations, we all sit down and go through it and figure out what's selling, what's not, what we think's going to sell. We try specials. So the trends, you know, it's it's funny. Whatever website you look at or whatever article you read, it's kind of different. Yeah. So we just kind of base it on what we see the guests wanting. Well, imagine that. A restaurant that's doing what the guest wants. Great. Thanks yeah. for being yeah, with us. Absolutely. Thanks for bringing Thanks, us sushi breakfast. And we'll see you at comedy night. You got it. Weekly Dish. <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I just got done eating a spicy sushi roll. So yeah, good. I know. It's fun that um, those guys are having comedy, too. I know. It, it, when I talk about like one of my resolutions is you talk about not doing the same stuff. Yeah. Like I, you know, I've really enjoyed, I had a lot of live music scheduled towards the end of the year and comedy is a weird thing. Yeah. Like you really have to kind of open yourself up and like get ready for it. And it's fun when you do it. I know. I went to a comedy show this last year when I went to that showcase of Minnesota talent at Acme. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun. And I was like, yeah, why don't I? And it's it's hard because I do feel bad when someone doesn't do well. Yeah. You know, you're like, I can oh, see that. God. And it's just like, oh, but good for them for getting up and out there. Um, I did. I did. I do love that. And I do love the fact that there's, um, uh, you know, so the February package that I've been working on, like slaving over since the beginning of December is coming out. And it's about the new social scene and the idea of like, and I think a comedy show is a great um, second date. I would agree. Because I think your first date, you need to kind of meet the person. The second date is kind of like the, it's a little bit of a test, you know? It's like, and then you want to see what they laugh at. Because <laughs> literally, if they're laughing at all, like, the sexist jokes, you may want to, like, think a little bit more about, like, Funny. that third date. If what is it, Joel Coy, the Golden Globes? Yeah, what a... It was so dumb. You know what? You know what's really funny? I was cooking all day, and I forgot that that was on and I was so mad. I watched that it. I was but like, I, you know what? I may watch it again. Like I just may yeah, like dial do. it up and watch. I didn't watch any of it. So I think I could still watch it. Although now I've seen all the things. You do love award shows. I like love I them. And the Globes are my favorite. Know, it's just early usually, this year. They were really dry though. Yeah. Like the jokes going off key was one thing, but it was also just, they, everybody looked beautiful. The right people were in the room. It just had no energy. That's what it was I heard. weird. Okay. Hey, I did want to say this, speaking of cooking, um, that I did put a question on the Facebook mm-hmm. um, because I was thinking about this as I was grading my ginger from the freezer. Uh, I said, Dishers, if you want people to know one cooking hack for 2024, what would that be? One cooking hack. Just give us one cooking hack. Like, oh, for instance, keep this. your ginger in your freezer. Yeah, that's a great one. And then when it's out, you just, I don't even peel it. You no. just grate it right into, like, the congee, per se. I love it. And so... That's, I was just thinking about, I did see that somewhere else. Somebody else had asked that and there was a bunch of responses. It's a great question. Yeah. I just posted on my page, um, Jesse Sheehan from Jesse Sheehan Bakes. Yeah. Where you take your tablespoon and you 
make a well in your dry ingredients for honey or sticky things. Yeah. Instead of using your tablespoon yes. and then digging it out. Digging it out. So yeah. smart. A super smart one that people just forget about. Right. Also, like, this was one that just came up. You put a apple in your bag of potatoes. Yeah, and somebody it keeps sent your- that. Oh, yeah potatoes longer like a lot longer and keeps them from sprouting yeah i do think and i think that there's that and i think that there's um um the ones that i always put i always have an apple in my brown sugar to keep it from like oh, moist completely yes. hard so. speaking of moist uh moist january gonna talk a little bit about <laughs> that coming january. up um, <laughs> have you not heard this term no Oh yeah, it's not dry. It's not dry. It's, it's moist. It's moist. It's intentional. Like, oh, damp. I've heard damp. Damp. I'm using moist. <laughs> <laughs> what word is better, damp or moist? Well, They're both. I mean, moist is obviously more controversial, which makes it, of course, better. Yeah, damp January or yeah. moist. Yeah. I prefer moist. Damp sounds so depressing. I don't know why. It does kind of yeah. actually. Moist sounds at least like positive. Yeah. Perhaps hopeful. Anyway, <laughs> uh, as we talk about, thank you for saving Trend Talk. Yeah, I, you guys, this was hard. You understand, I wanted to do Trend Talk last week. I know, and you're probably feeling so over it, and you saved it for say, me. That so is a like, true friend. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about trends. Let's talk about trends locally. Let's okay. start off with this one. Um, I did write stuff for I read it. the mag. Um, it's in the dis- January issue. And some of the things I think that are important to think about um, is, well, okay, so I just want to talk quickly about the whole, since this is, you know, this time of year, but the idea that, veganism is not going anywhere, you know, obviously, and more plants are being eaten. But I do think it is interesting that you don't, we don't talk about the impossible burger anymore. Think of the last time you've said the words impossible burger or beyond meat. We don't talk about those Mm -mm. things because people are moving away from the Franken foods and they're moving more towards like realizing that if they are going to be a dedicated plant eater, that they want to eat actual Plants. plants, right? Or, but at the same time, I think it's important to realize, and this is a huge thing, that we were about this year, we will see the first lab grown meat come into where they're doing a lot of cell growing of um, where like you can have a chicken and the chicken is alive, but you've taken cells from that chicken and then grown it into something to eat in the lab. I still I have a hard time with this one. This is going to take me a lot longer than it was to just take broken down molecular, you know, potatoes. Me too. So, I'm scared about it. But yet, Minnesota, the the U.S. is the second country, and I think Singapore is the other one. Um, to it is going to be legal. Meanwhile, Europe has outlawed the practice. I know. Basically, and they also have better McDonald's than us. So yes. I don't know. Maybe they've got some more knowledge than we do. But that is going to happen. Like you're, we're going to have, we're going to be talking about that this year. Yep. So get ready for that. Um, this is what I think is interesting too. When I think about when I think new trends and looking forward, I think about how the word regenerative um, is overtaking organic, and a lot of that has to do with Gen Z. And I love watching. I love watching the ripples of the generations and what they own and what they champion and us sitting back and going, yeah, in our day. I yes. literally want to say in our day so much. Um, but I'm going to tell you that you're going to see so much more regenerative and the words organic are kind of losing their punch. I think because organic never really had like everyone could say like natural and they yeah. made organic so watered down. Well, and I mean, right. And once again, this is the same thing with like <laughs> technically with girl dinner of someone, someone at the marketing world starts to own something and then sells it to you, you know, it loses its cachet a little mm-hmm. bit and organic became so, 
you know, widespread. And then, you know, it's like the word natural started. And then I'll, then there, then I'll like the seven up was like a natural soda. Yes. And you're like, you're not natural. No. And now organic, you know, and then they tried to hold on to organic by certifying it. But then things that were organic weren't allowed to call themselves organic. But more importantly, regenerative speaks to climate. And that's why Gen Z is, is rallying behind it because regenerative means you're not just planting without pesticides. You are planting specifically to create good nitrogens in the soil and move forward so that you are healing the earth. Or and we have a lot of farmers that oh my grow in an org- organic fashion yeah. but haven't had their land certified as organic because it's a pretty onerous, difficult process. Yeah. And there is a regenerative organic certification that has just been you know, sort of codified. So there's, you're going to see a little bit more of that, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then my other big thing for this year was like the egg sandwich. It's shocking to me how much uh, the egg sandwich is like the thing, like how we were in the burger wars and then we were in the chicken sandwich wars. And I don't think we're in the egg sandwich wars, but I do think there is a moment that is, it's, it's a protein. It is pretty cheap and as we have been saying on the Weekly Dish for a thousand years, it is versatile. The egg is, it can be anything. And it's a complete everything. It's a complete protein. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it can be scrambled. It can be over easy. It has so many different it ways. It can be I made into a pancake. I could just, I mean, that's the, the one thing that, you know, I could never give up is, is eggs. Yeah. So, I like it. Yeah. Um, I think one of the trends that I'm seeing all over everyone's uh, list is just protein. We're going crazy for protein again. And what's interesting about that, as we go crazy for protein, you know, eating more animals, is that the way we're going to get the protein? Are we getting it through things like goat milks and cheeses? And if you are plant-based, really understanding what plants have the most protein for you, Mm -hmm. like a cup of peas, for instance, has quite a bit of protein and maybe using that like as a sauce. Or like right. as a base for a dressing, mm-hmm. trying to really layer on types of protein so that you can get to that 30 grams, which and is your ideal amount per meal. I have to shout out our Stephanie Meyer because she has an entire rave about this on Project Vibrancy. And she has a whole, if you guys are like going, I don't know how to do 30 grams of protein. I don't know what that looks like. I couldn't even imagine it. Her, if you follow Project Vibrancy, um, Steph Meyer does an incredible way of like describing how it can balance out for you. And she has recipes and she's got all sorts of tips and tricks on it. So she's on Taste Buds. We're releasing on Good. Thursday. She was oh, our guest and we made a uh, uh, protein filled salad, winter salad. Oh, God. And we made a delicious winter soup. Yeah. And if you follow her Instagram, quite honestly, uh, and I'll put her stuff up on the Facebook page for you guys, for any of you who don't know. Um, but she's like, it's just inspirational, you know, and it's just like she definitely puts foods out there that you're like, oh, yeah, this looks so ridiculously easy. I could absolutely do this. So, yeah, that's kind of sure. a good thing. The protein thing to me, though, is like that's also a reflection of the plant based eating because so because more people are going to plants and then they're, they have to figure that out. You know what instead else of it, it is? Just being so obvious. And it's January. Nope. Oh, what? The third one that you haven't said. It is extremely important when you are taking weight loss drugs like Wagovi or Ozempic or any of those drugs. We're going to have a whole segment of that. We we probably should. Because I'm concerned that all it is doing is making you starve yourself. Uh, I think we should have a conversation about it. Not today. Yeah. Um, but let's. Let's put bookmark it for next week. You want okay. it? Sure. Okay. So um, those drugs require a real focus on people eating protein 
because that is what will stay with them versus, you know, carbohydrates and some of the other fats. And so they really, if you're taking those drugs, it is a real emphasis for you to eat protein, Hmm. which is also another reason why protein is kind of really a top of mind for everybody that is on those weight loss drugs. Yeah. So there's that. Um, how are you feeling? You mentioned like regenerative. Another th- trend that I'm seeing is talking about how much water usage a product oh, yeah. requires or again, the climate kids are the climate kids are going to change the way that we look at how we consume things and that's that's it. finally, I guess. You know what I mean? I think that the Gen Z, this rising young adult population, which, you know, America's obsessed with youth and whatever they think and do. And so that's wonderful that this tends to be a more activist based generation and they are going to color the way we see how we buy things. And if it's water consumption, that's going to be a good thing. One of the interesting things I read, too, is that food um, inflation in the Twin Cities is 30 percent. So we're what paying mean, 30 percent more for food than we were. Oh, then we were. Yep, two years ago. Okay. So it's a 30% increase, and that is higher yeah, than lo- nationally. Yeah, but and but overall, overall, we're below the national average of inflation. We're like 2.5% below. But not for food specifically. Right, no, no, no. I know, we're saying two things. Like, in, in that category, yes. we were above, but then uh, yes, in most and. other things, we're below. What is interesting to me yes, about... and. <laughs> what is interesting to me about that is... Just thinking about like food costs. So if you're managing your household of four and your food budget and we're saying protein, 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 and you're thinking about that for your family, that gives you more buckwheat. That gives you more farro. That gives you more eggs. That gives you more of those things Mm -hmm. that are less expensive, although grains aren't necessarily less expensive. I don't know. I mean, I don't. There's just not a lot that's, you know, less expensive. Yeah, it is harder. Um, Full fish. How do you feel about full fish before we break? break? Yep. Full fish, yes or no? Hi, thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I mean that's been around forever. There's imitation crab and everything that all your sushi things. So that is that that's actual fish. That's an actual fish. It's It's a pollock. Yeah, I know. What do you mean faux fish? Okay, when we come back, I'll tell you about faux fish. You're listening to (laughs) this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash weekly dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weekly dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All right, we 
we were talking about food trends, and I'll just give you the faux fish. But while I'm doing that, we are at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, 651-641-1071. We'd love to take your calls or questions or uh, observances about the new year as we're talking about trends. Are there trends that you're interested in or new things that you did over the holidays or places you went that you want to tell us about? 651-641-1071. We'll take you live on the air. Our producer is waiting for your call. Um, Stephanie, you're giving a face. So. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say, I was going to remind people that there is um, the Facebook page post. We do have like 24 comments, but there were two very weird spam ones on there that I just deleted. That was the face. But it is, if you want people to know one cooking hack for 2024, what would that be? And okay. that's what I would like to know. But go ahead. Uh, we were talking before about fancy faux fish, and you were asking me what is faux fish. Yeah. Faux fish is things meant to taste like fish. So carrots in place of lox, trumpet mushrooms instead of scallops, root vegetables um, in sushi rolls and poke bowls. So literally like treating vegetable-ish things and mushrooms like you would treat fish. Okay. So that's the fake fish. And you can buy lots of fake fish things. Fake fish uh, lentils that taste like fish. Oh. I know. Kind of interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know if I need lentils. This is the whole thing of I like... You know, I guess if you're taking things out and then you need to put the flavor of that back in, that's the whole impossible burger moment. But I just I think like that's really hard to get something to taste like fish. That's a vegetable. Yeah, because you're just looking at the omami and how you're going to ramp that up. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Feel free to call in. We'll take your calls. Um if you have other hacks, by the way, I'm just going to read a couple of those sure. for you. Um, some people said, uh, um, <laughs> maybe we've been hacked. I don't know. Okay, it says pre-make two to four days worth of breakfast veg combo for omelet. Just a quick add. That's kind of a good idea. Okay. You know, to boil water faster, I put a little bit of hot water in the pan, then turn the burner on with without the lid. I heat my electric kettle to water uh, to boiling and then pour into the pot. Getting the pot of water to boil this way is so much faster. That's smart, using the electric yeah. kettle. Um, always use Costco chicken to make stock. That is a huge hack, which I, I feel guilty if I don't. If I don't have a rotisserie chicken, if I don't make stock. Yeah, Seriously. you for sure. If you have a, it's so easy. Oh my gosh. Frozen chicken breast coated in olive oil and garlic salt in the air fryer. 10 minutes flip. Later, she's like my last minute dinner hack. If you need sliced beef for a recipe, put it in the freezer for 30 minutes. Smart. That's really good. Um, there you go. Okay. So that gives you um, a restaurant hack. I think Stephanie is trying to deal with our Well, Facebook because page. we're not hacked. But like, not, and I don't know if people are joking with us that they're like, how long have you been hacked? No, it's not, that's not it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep going with trends then. Let's do it. Uh, Noodle news. So shoppers are finding ways to dress up their instant ramen and they're taking their noodle game to the next level. Uh, Adding MSG is going to see a resurgence, which I think is interesting because my daughter's like, MSG has been maligned. I have a little bag of MSG in my pantry. Yeah, Ellie uses it a lot too. So you're going to see chili sesame noodles, kind of different ramped up noodle treatments. Also, we're looking at little luxuries. And I do like this trend. So these are 
if you're just going to have a little bit of something that is going to consider a luxury that's $10 or less that you're going to treat yourself. Small indulgences, is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah, like whether it's a daily ritual of like a bath bomb or milk tea or having a little special tin of fish or a little special chocolate. Yeah. Um, women's health is on the rise. Great. <laughs> Let's Finally. be very clear about something. Thank you. Women's health has not, it does it's not never rise dies. or lower. It just is. It's just the fact that people are platforming it. People are talking yes. about it. They're putting it out there. Estrogen salad for, uh, or raw carrot salad for estrogen management. But let's also be clear on something. Can we please not turn it into a girl dinner moment? Like sleepy girl mocktails oh. with your magnesium energy This is bites? the thing. Like, I think there's a little bit of like, well, there's definitely the health halo, which of course will make any sort of indulgence seem like it's, you know, it's the frozen yogurting of things. Oh, it's frozen yogurt. It's so much better. Until you put the gummy worms and the Oreos and the chocolate chips on top. But nonetheless, I always I am worried about like the fact that they're because we are talking about women's, you know, health more that then people are going to be like, you know, like kind of faux witching it up. Oh, yeah. It's already happening. Yeah. Uh, So worry away because you're right. uh, Menopause energy bars. Yeah. uh, Female. um, Careful about what you're. Yeah. You buy into like the, the processed food of all of that. Yes. And processed food always has a way of making it sound like it's the latest, it's the healthiest, oh, trendiest it's thing. It's going to fix you. Um, we have Sandra on the line. She is calling in. Hi, Sandra. How you doing? Hello. Happy January. Happy January to you? you. What's up? Thanks for all you do. You both are so amazing. Oh, oh that's so nice. Sweet. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, two things. Um, you asked for places to spend. Um there's a new, I know it's off the beaten, it's not in the central area, but there's a brand, brand newish, open in the summer, wine bar in um, Arden Hills Shoreview borderline. Oh. Um, lo- locally owned, super cute. They took over, they used to be a used furniture store, gutted it. They're, they're supporting local musicians on Friday and Saturday. What's it called? Really nice. It's called In Vino Veritas. Uh-huh. Wine, there's truth. And they have a great wine selection, charcuterie boards. I like it. Perfect. So really, really lovely. I highly encourage you to head up that direction. In vino yeah. veritas. All right. And what's your yep. second comment? Um, then the second question I have is sure. um, we're taking my son and his lovely girlfriend, who turns out 23. Um, we're going out for dinner. And we want to go somewhere fun, but not loud. Um, my husband is a little bit hard of hearing. Okay. So just four of us. And you always have great recommendations. And does fun mean like vibrant exterior or food? Uh, fun food, um, great service. Okay. They're, we love good food, but we don't like loud. What's your price point? It, um, I mean, we don't want to go to the top, okay. top place, but. All right. Nice. Okay, Stephanie, do you have a. Go ahead. You, I feel like you have something in your mind. Well, I kind of do, but it. I think PS steak is fun yeah, and it's expensive, but it's the way the building it's constructed. It's the five ten Groveland building. So it's not loud just because of that, but you get, it's fun because I think the service is so good and you can get a big piece of meat and share it with everybody. They have great vegetable sides too. I'm going to say Alma quickly because I do think that it is fun. It is, you know, it's very calm and cool in there. And it's the food is so spectacular. And you, it's just like that to me is fun. And it doesn't have to break the bank. I just went there multi-course right before the holidays. It was awesome. 
Thank you. Yeah. You're amazing. Awesome. Okay. We'll be right back.